0: GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to the GalaxyCon Live Rocky Horror Science Fiction Double Feature Virtual Q&A, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are indeed taking the time work and going back to the planet transsexual with four amazingly talented guests from the original theatrical feature film, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And now is the time for all of you in our chat room to begin typing in your questions for them. So without further ado, let's all take a jump to the left, hot patootie, bless our souls, and bring them out. Our first guest is an actress whose credits include I, Claudius, Doctor Who, and the incredibly undervalued Hawk the Slayer. Today, she joins us to talk about her role as Magenta. Please welcome back the always entertaining Patricia Quinn.
1: Hello. Hello. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> You always do, my dear. You I always do. do. <laughs> oh, Pat, how have you been? Okey dokey. Oh, don't ask. I'm so happy to be here. This is like going out. It's like going to a party. I've forgotten how to put on my lipstick. Oh well, you
0: look, look you look lovely as always.
1: Where's your heart?
0: Oh, it's indeed, indeed. So, hope the new year is treating you well.
1: Mm, it will do. I hope. <laughs> I I think I absolutely think. So. I know. Okay. I won't be depressing, honestly. No, <laughs> no, no. We're oh, off to a rough start, yeah, but everybody. I
0: think. I think the year is going to get better because it has to.
1: Has to, darling.
0: <laughs> it absolutely has to. And speaking of things getting better, our next guest is a Tony and Golden Globe winning actor whose credits include the original cast production of Grease, La Planète Fantastique, known in the United States as Fantastic Planet, Megaforce, Spin City. And today he's here to talk about the eternally bewildered Brad Majors. Please welcome back our friend, Barry Boswick.
2: Right. Hey, 40, 45 years later, and we finally see each other. <laughs> You look so beautiful, Patricia.
1: You're very kind. You look... Oh gorgeous. no, I'm
2: not. It's the truth.
1: Bless your heart. Thank you. Okay. Mm. All
2: right. And and Patty, you look the same. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you I, very I, much, yeah, like You you
0: you look a little hairier, but uh, you know. As I am little...
2: hairier. I am hairier. <laughs> you know.
0: But as you said, you just you just filmed something that uh, that you you look the part. You
2: just played. I play, yeah, I played a hippie with a heart attack. You know. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I did. So, uh, otherwise, how, how's the new year been treating you so far, boss?
2: Uh, I, I just got back from Hawaii. How bad is that? And there was hardly anybody at the airport, and so that was even better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely well barry always a pleasure to have you here boss and thank you. Uh, it's 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 always great to see you especially in good spirits and in good health yeah thank you you too thank you thank you sir and our next guest she is an actress and singer whose credits include the killing fields great expectations and rock follies today she joins us to discuss the role of columbia please welcome back the always lovely Nell campbell Uh,
1: Oh,
3: oh, oh, oh. darlings, am I on? Am I on? Hello. (laughs) All (laughs) the way from Sydney, Australia, Australia. what do you think? I joined the Navy to see see the world, world. and what did I
4: see?
3: I saw saw the Atlantic and the Pacific, and the Pacific wasn't terrific, and the Atlantic wasn't what it turned out to be. Ah, hello, treasures.
1: (laughs) (laughs) looking
3: sensational, darling,
1: and you're looking
3: so alike, and I love that. You look sensational, Barry. You look shocking, Treasure. Oh. Has there been a hurricane where you are? Look at you. What the hell happened? What? Hmm? Well, you've got a great head of hair.
2: Thank you. I, I'd like to be like this all the time.
1: I think you look great.
3: Well, he doesn't. And look great, i can
1: be I'm very envious of your head of hair, actually. Oh, it's a fabulous head of hair.
0: I Absolutely, and
3: then <laughs> those blue eyes. <sighs> and Patty, looking fine, looking fine, and loving the cloth
0: Well, th- thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, half a gallon of hairspray, and you know, trying to cover up my bald, trying to cover up my middle-aged bald patch. But I'm <laughs> there. Not, we, I, no, nobody, I, I can't age as beautifully as Barry, but I'm trying. I'm trying.
3: Yeah, mine has a little wet. By the way, treasures. If you thought there was something amiss. Well, you're always in the sea, darling. <laughs> what, Trey? You're always in the sea. That's true.
1: Swimming. swimming. That's why, work, that's why I've got my nautical attire. Nautical, um, kind of n- 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 yeah. naughty, or otherwise, Nell, is
0: absolute pleasure to have you back. I'm glad mm. the New Year is treating you well, and it's always glad. great to see you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And so people... Cool, yeah. Absolutely, and people, it is always great to see Our final guest is an internationally renowned Musical artist and actor whose body of work Includes Ghost Wars, Americathon, Fight Club And of course, several albums Including the diamond-selling Bat of Hell Today he joins us to discuss the role of Eddie, the ex-delivery boy Please welcome back,
4: Meatloaf Yay! Oh, oh. Oh. I, I suddenly saw an empty screen I thought, where have I gone? <laughs> Never mind, that showed my age, didn't it? <laughs> you know, look, Barry, see, I grew a beard, too
2: well, oh, it looks good on
4: you. It looks great. Never, I never could do that before, and suddenly I have a beard. I have don't you know.
1: Just grown doing. up. What? Have you just grown up?
4: I guess no. I haven't grown up. I'm not going to grow up. Never grow. No, up. Of
1: course not. But I mean, before you couldn't grow a beard. Was that because you were too young?
4: I don't know. I don't know. I you have. I unlike, unlike Elizabeth Warren, I do have like one thousands of percent native american because my great great grandmother no my great 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 grandfather was married to an apache in texas
1: oh wow oh and i'm covered in feathers <laughs> Meet. how are you
4: i'm good i don't i'm so busy i don't know why it's ridiculous i've had six surgeries oh, wow. since september
1: Oh, shit!
4: I I so. broke my arm and had to have that surgery. Others were elective, and they did them all, like on my hand to get this duperance thing, and then all the nerve, and and something. And COVID did something to my teeth, and blah 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 blah. Oh
0: gracious, gracious! But I'm so glad to have you here. I so enjoyed our conversation a few weeks ago, and I'm so glad to have you back with the rest of your castmates from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And once again, gentlemen and ladies, thank <laughs> yes, you for joining exactly. us all here today. She's got her breakfast. <laughs> <practice. laughs> No, did
4: we interrupt that's breakfast here.
3: I have to have another cup of tea. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's quite all right. It's quite and all right. Cone. I want to right? show you
3: something. How I make an individual cup of tea with fresh leaves. I use and this. And it's
4: gone, right?
3: No, nothing to Ooh. eat yet. That'll be after. Oh, okay. we've had a chat. See, so I don't know
4: By the way, <laughs> what, <Trish>? I told <laughs> Barry, I look, he looks great. I love that look. Thank you. The and you The
3: mountain man.
4: I love that look.
3: He'd be with a heart attack. He'd be with a heart.
4: I want my hair to look like that, but it won't. So then uh, I, I, I'm with you on that,
0: mate. I just, yeah, he's. I am completely,
4: completely jealous. That's okay, enough about me. I'm good.
1: <laughs> you, you, you know,
4: I mean, there's two sex gods on this. On this screen today,
2: so there you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, again, gentlemen, and lady, once again, I thank you for joining us.
3: Goddesses, sorry, God. What's on. that? No, it's all right.
2: And two goddesses. Two, two goddesses. goddesses.
3: Okay.
4: So anyway, I got a question for Nell before we move on. Was sure. that Pirates of Penzance you were singing when you came on? No. No. What was it?
3: I think it's it's not the Navy to see the well, world. boyfriend. Yeah, it, it, it's. I don't think it's the boyfriend. When you see the world will see you. See yeah, the wait world. there, dames at sea. Oh, yeah. I do things at sea, but
1: you Have know,
4: you done pirates. Tons, 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 Tons. Tons. Nothing to do
1: with pirates. Ten cents. No.
4: Did you ever? Did you ever do pirates? Uh, meet they. I saw Joe Pap was trying to do everything in the world to get me to play. There was a modern of a modern. Major General Oh play. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, That's wonderful. But, but Better to I Hell just come out. Oh.
1: It uh, didn't quite go with that. Did I it?
4: couldn't. I I couldn't do that. I would have done it
0: if it wasn't for Bat. Mm, indeed, indeed. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for joining us here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. I just want to uh, throw this out at you. Just what's been just been the best thing of being a part of the Rocky Horror film? What's 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 been? If you could just sum it all up, uh, how would you?
1: Meeting up with you,
3: Patty.
4: The people that you. The people that you have met and the people that you did the movie with
3: yes completely agree
2: i'd say i'd say it's the it's the shadow cast around the world that i've met the the kids who are in the shadow cast i i think they're extraordinary and i've met people that i probably never would have met in my life because it wasn't my world or it's not my world Uh, and i i know we've all become so connected with them (laughs) in one way or another you know and uh Ah, uh, they've they've taught me an awful lot about uh, acceptance, I think, and uh, being brave, and I, I just think they're a wonderful group, and that's 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 what I, I take away from it all. There you go. I like yeah, that. The it's a good yeah. point of view. I never, I don't, I
4: never, I, never, I don't know that point of view. Oh, because no. you know, oh, all I, the
1: mean, you. I adore Rocky Horror fans. I they're just oh, glorious. I mean, oh, yeah. Rocky
4: yeah, Horror Show fans, they yeah. We, we all owe a debt, a huge debt of gratitude to all the Rocky Horse show fans. Yeah. Absolutely. We, can, we honestly can never repay it. Well the thing
1: is they, only, do, they, only, do, they do this every
4: Friday night. The only you. way we can ever repay it right. is to give the best we can when the opportunity arises. Yep. Pat, go yeah. ahead.
1: I was just saying that uh, Rocky Horrors are you know, fed up because they can't meet up and everything, and I was getting ready for this, and I thought, I think as if I'm going to a Friday night Rocky Horror night. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I suddenly thought, yeah, I'm missing it
3: too. (laughs) Well, I certainly miss hanging out with new chaps. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And also, what I want all the fans to know, and of course a lot of them aren't listening, but... We never ever tire of hearing your incredible stories of how much the film affected you and helped you when you saw it. When you live in these tiny towns that are, you know, racist and sexist Mm. and conservative, Bible bashing. You know that, that, that the film helped liberate you and, and and that's just the greatest story ever and we never ever tire of hearing it. I love hearing every single person's person's story. It's true. Absolutely. Well,
4: and I study the Bible, but it has absolutely nothing to do with Rocky Horror. No, no, that's what the Bible
3: bashers are not they're bashing on about other things. Like well, do not yeah, your neighbor's
4: wife. We're gonna argue <laughs> we're gonna argue wow. this one forever now. So we should <laughs> shut up.
3: <Okay. laughs>
0: I I think the main thing is that uh, for for me certainly first of all I, what I think is uh, fascinating about Rocky Horror the, the film is yeah its influence and how many people I met when I became a professional actor who it wasn't Shakespeare it wasn't traditional musicals they got in <laughs> through watching a shadow cast of Rocky Horror and that when in, in high school and that was like oh theater is not what I think it is theater can be this. And in mm-hmm. the forms of the shadow cast, and that's that that's been a tremendous inspiration, uh, either as a performer for some people or just as uh, perhaps a new way of perceiving life and lifestyles for others. The
3: possibilities are endless. Excellent.
0: An mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and and again, this the uh, this 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 legacy will continue to go on. And what I what I love about Rocky Horror is that it's it's like Shakespeare, in the uh, literally a sense of you have this core story, and so many people have taken it so many unique and fascinating directions, and you never see it, never see the same shadow cast twice. Everybody's got their own remarkable imprint on it.
3: Let's toast Richard O'Brien. Here's to Richard oh. O'Brien, the author.
4: Yeah, where, has, where is uh, Richard? Has he just gone away?
3: In New Zealand, and he just sent me. Uh, the Guardian has just listed the fifteen best. Uh, Frankenstein movies and we should have been number two following the original 1931 Frankenstein followed by Edward Scissorhands I think but we were about number 12. Anyway check it out on the Guardian website the list of the best Frankenstein films. Hmm. We're not high enough up there but um, there's a great photograph of Tim which I don't think I've ever seen before. The Guardian website it'll be the UK Guardian.
4: So Richard as well?
3: Yeah, I think he's loving being in New Zealand.
4: Okay. So gorgeous you, wife. You're in Sydney, correct?
3: I'm in Sydney. So near and yet so very, very far from New <laughs> Zealand. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, so, Meet,
0: you play the role in Los Angeles on stage, and that got you onto the film, but just as Eddie, but you played the dual role in, well, uh, in well, the library. Yeah.
4: In the script, I believe, in the UK, did not the same person that played Eddie play Dr. Scott on the stage? Yes. Yeah. So... And I was so excited about playing Eddie. And I got to the set and was watching rehearsal and I turned to the director, Jim Sharman, and I said to him, not taking anything away from Jonathan, who is a wonderful actor and did a good job, I said to him, it's a mistake not having me as Dr. Scott. And he went, oh no, we're fine. When we came back to actually shoot Eddie, he told me I was right. There was, there's a reason. And the reason is the urgency that Dr. Scott needs to have about finding Eddie and that, and about what happens on that floor in the lab. It's a different play. It would be a different play in that film. Well,
3: it started out because they couldn't afford another actor. Yes, quite. (laughs) yes, yes, I've never They could
4: have have paid me when they got for Eddie. I would have done Dr. Scott, not a problem. I'm (laughs) just
3: telling you how that originated. Right, Pat? Yeah.
4: Oh, that's why.
3: I had to double up.
1: Yeah, the, oh, I, the
4: thought, I, thought double I thought Richard O'Brien was just a genius.
3: We were getting 18. <laughs> oh, sadly
1: not. <laughs> I
4: thought Richard was a genius. Well, darling. Yeah.
1: The script was being written overnight while we were coming and going. You know, it was very casual.
4: And I, I think we've all.
0: I think well, at some point we've all been in 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 roles and doing like multiple characters and that frantic costume change on the sidelines.
4: But it was so, I mean, you know, Dr. Scott's mustache was painted on with an eyebrow pencil. So that's, that's a, yeah, in the play. In the
0: play. Yeah, okay, sure.
4: That's so that's the scope. But it was Tim Curry that I mean, I'd had acting lessons and done Shakespeare already when we did Shakespeare. I mean, when we wow. did more. But and you always hear about being in the moment, being in the moment, and you always think you're in the moment. Well, it was Tim that taught me was.
1: Forget all that shit. In
4: the third show, he said the line, well, Dr. Scott, we meet it last completely different than he did in rehearsals are the first two shows. And if I'd have said my line the way it was, I would have looked like a moron. And that taught me to be in the moment. Yeah. So thank you, Tim Curry.
3: You went from in the moment to in the icebox. The The cruelty of life
0: Nell, you just gave us the promo clip for this panel Thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are
0: good to go on our audience questions So what do you say we switch on over to them And our first one comes from Jocelyn And she wants to know What is everyone's favorite song from the film?
2: hop a (laughs) I'm going home The, the, The song that Tim sings at the end, right? On the edge of the stage. That's yeah, I'm I going to choose.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. I just think
2: that I just thought he was so brilliant in that. Uh, the the, the uh, feelings were so ambiguous. You you just didn't you you felt sorry for him and you but but you know he was evil. You know and uh, I just thought he was he brought such depth to that and it's I think it's a really good song.
3: I think as I'm I'm saying this based on the song on its own, like taking it out of the. Show I would say science fiction would be my favorite song.
1: That's yeah, wonderful. That song.
3: Yeah, it's got a beautiful melody, the lyric. It's a great song. Fantastic. But one of the many things that people forget, or don't no, no, that's not true. They don't forget, but definitely contributing to the film Never Never Even Resting, let alone dying, is that every song is great. There's not a dud song in it.
2: Well, I, there was one dud song. No!
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't the one that was cut to
2: me. And which yeah. one was that? It wasn't uh,
1: a dud, it was because of the timing. No, that wasn't Dad, and you did it beautifully.
2: Well, thank you. Thank
1: you. Yeah.
3: Is there a copy yeah. of that can, somewhere? Could you
1: just give me a little bit of it, please?
2: Once Sorry, in I'm... a
4: while. It was song she don't wanna... Stop. Yeah. It was a song cut from the film?
1: Yeah, Barry's yeah. song.
2: Yeah, once in a while. Barry's yeah.
1: Listen, this is it.
2: After I got nailed by Tim. Once
1: in a while <laughs> she don't
2: wanna call you speaking on the telephone. And once in your life yeah, she what don't what wanna I know that. you. I don't you really look know. around. Have we used up forty-five minutes yet? No, no, mm-hmm.
1: no. We got It was just you know it didn't fit in at that time in the filming. I I would agree with that. I think that's. I mean, that's definitely what happened. Uh,
2: no, I, I agree with you. It was just the right song at the wrong place. Well, yeah. it was the wrong song at the right place. I don't know. Thank One you. of the two. I, 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 Did I, th- they yeah. sing at
1: the show in '73. Do you remember now? What, darling? What? Did they sing that song in '73?
3: No.
2: Yeah, me. You're getting a little pixelated. Yeah, I know. what do you mean in the in the play? In the yeah, they sang it. He sang it.
3: Not in In London.
1: London. I don't
2: remember it in the play. You don't?
1: I don't remember. No,
3: remember,
1: sorry. Hmm. Very strange. I don't
4: remember that song in the play. So
3: But can I just throw into that mix when Tim Curry starred in da, 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 Eric Idol's musical on Broadway, directed by Mike Nichols. Yep. no, oh, Spamalot, mm-hmm. Spam a lot, thank you. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. In the rehearsals, just toward the very as they were getting very close to the end of rehearsals and opening, Mike Nichols cut his favorite song from the show. Who told me that when I went backstage? Just that's just an, it's called Murder Your Darlings. You know, it's, the show worked better without that song in it.
0: Oh. Sometimes you, you have a great song that just doesn't match yeah. the tempo of, of the production. You know, yeah. Which is why Hot Potato is one of my favorites because I think it gooses the movie right at a really good point. You know when it comes on in is the tour de force, and Tim plays yeah. it so wonderfully, being all sneery. It's like stealing his thunder, and 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 way well, you just 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 went and does ah, my boyfriend's back. So that, that just works. Thank and you. I also have I also have a soft spot for science fiction because as as an old geek, I find myself having to explain those movies to the younger generation. Well, Michael Rennie was in a film called The Day of the Earth Stood Still. It was a science fiction classic, yeah. And, oh, the, okay. and the triffids, well, that's uh, where it goes blind. Yeah, you know, so that. stuff. but Jocelyn, thank you. That was a wonderful question. And <laughs> and me, if you, it's up to you if you want to be all pixelated like fine. To if you want, sometimes if you if you log out and log yeah, back in again, I, it's the
4: internet.
0: Okay,
2: all right, fair that's enough.
1: That's
2: so, something. yeah. So, okay. Here's you one. Know, let me say one thing. You know, what if science true? fiction in the wrong hands, it just gets laborious. It's too long and flat. But in the right hands. Uh, like when pat does it, it 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 has it has some shape to it but where we, we we just they just did a uh fundraiser right for the Democratic party and they did the live uh reading of the rocky Horror yeah. picture show and uh the when they opened it, when they op- when they opened it with that song the woman who played the piano and did it it was endless it just was endless Endless. It just didn't. It just didn't kick the evening off at all. Uh, it actually just slowed the whole thing down. Um, so I guess that that's my only problem with yeah, that song. On again.
3: that note, I would like to add because yeah, I remember going to a Prince concert and he mm-hmm. opened with one of my favorite songs of his. But it's a really slow song. A very curious uh, way to open a show. The great thing when we did the show originally and it was Pat's song. Pat was. Selling ice creams, and everyone talked it was the ice cream seller. And suddenly the lights went dark, and a spotlight came up on Pat, and she started singing that song in her melancholic voice. And it was absolutely fantastic. That was a magical opening of the show.
4: That was was the opening of the show. show.
3: The, uh, oh, I, that was the
4: opening of the show in LA and on Broadway. Yeah,
3: I know, but I'm I'm just explaining because so many people have seen it just the movie. They don't realize yeah, the movie
4: it. With the, the lips. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. I, I completely understand, and I'm sorry. I'm pixelating. This internet has been giving us grief for the last week. <laughs> <one.
3: laughs> look like it looks like Francis Bacon painting. Well, that yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm
4: all down for that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so
0: so we have a question on the table from Robin, and they would like to know. Who were some of your mentors?
2: Well, I had one in New York when I was doing stage right out of NYU, and his name was Ellis Rabb. And he was a director, uh, an actor, and he ran the um, a repertory company on Broadway. And uh, he sort of took me under his wing and uh, sort of introduced me to the theater world in New York in the late 60s. and
3: no, <laughs> that's called grooming.
2: Oh, grooming, yes, like, I was groomed. Like-
1: drink and speak at the same time we'd understand
2: yeah yeah
4: my mentor mentor was a gentleman by the name of Joseph Pat and he took me Under his wing in New York. I was the 13th person in the history of the public theater to be on salary full time. And he put me in table readings with Pacino. He said, You don't, you've got one line, just say it. And I sit there and listened. And he put me in Shakespeare. He was, he was, he told me me I was capable of doing anything that I wanted in the world of uh, an artistic world.
0: I think it was right. Pat, go ahead.
1: So I just, so, trying to remember, Joe Papp. Suddenly, that name I know. And uh, what company did he have? The Public New
4: Theater. He ran the New York Shakespeare Festival. He ran Lincoln Center. He ran uh, okay. Public Theater. He produced Chorus Line. He produced. I can't even go. I, it's endless. Yeah. The man was was theater in New York.
1: I know, but I was going back to the days of the Living Theatre coming here. But of course, that wasn't him.
3: Who who ran that? The oh, was he called Charles something? Who? Huh? Was he char? I'm sorry, I don't really know.
1: No, I do, I do know his name, but I can't think of it. But he was he was like, I was at drama school at the time, and it, he was like, we were amazed by the Living Theatre. They were at the Roundhouse in London, here in Primrose Hill, and um, we went to the shows, and we went back to school the next day thinking, wow, now we've seen it. You know, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose for me, it was when I had hepatitis very badly, I aged 10, misdiagnosed, and they removed my appendix, which oh, yes, you made it. Me extremely ill, but the great side effect of it all was three months at home with my mother because well, I'm one of four children, so I had my mother to myself, and I'd watch the midday movie and every day, and um, that's when you know Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Ruby Keeler, all of those folk were doing the musicals, Busby Berkeley shows, etc. Alice Faye, um, and that's what got me going. Anyway, I, do, I hope I'm not boring you all to death.
2: No, no, I no
4: I see see I'm. See-
2: I I, you. I I, see let you me say one you. more th- let me say one more thing when I was a kid, we used to eat our our dinner uh you know in front of TV dinners and stuff in front of TV mm-hmm. and the Ed Sullivan show, to me was so important because I saw a little bit of every type of show business in it. You had opera, you had puppets, you had, um, you know, comedians, you had everybody. And I thought the Ed Sullivan show was very, very uh, important uh, to me as a kid to see, you know, what entertainment was about. You had had the Beatles. Yep.
3: You had Elvis Presley from The Way Stop.
2: Yep. (laughs)
0: Right. The Doris Karlan indeed. Robin. Thank you. That was a great question. What well, we have next from Louise? What did your family think when they saw you in the movie? Oh, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this too. You can also, uh, if you have an interesting story about the, if you were in one of the theatrical versions.
4: I had no family. I have no. I don't have a brother, sisters, mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, aunts, uncles. I am by myself with me. My did my did
0: you ha- did you have some uh, friends who came out and saw it? That hey, come and see this new thing I'm doing uh, to get a reaction just, from
4: them. Just Jim Steinman and Ellen Foley and myself went to. We were doing the National Lampoon show in Philadelphia, and we went to the four o'clock, five o'clock showing, and we're the only three people in the theater. And wow. and I hadn't I didn't know what to think because it was very different than the play.
0: Yeah. That is for
4: sure. What did they think? Well, then, hang on, but it became interesting because when it opened at the Waverly in New York, we were on Broadway with Tim. And so Tim asked me to go with him and his friend from England down to the Waverly. And when I got there, I went to the, the ticket booth, and they said they were sold out. And I said, well, hang on. You see the gentleman I'm with? He is uh, Tim Curry. He is Frankfurt, the star of the film. And I, I, I play Eddie in the movie. You think we can get in? And she went and left. She goes, okay, you can get in. Well, Tim and his friend went in and sat down. I sit next to him. The manager of the theater walked by me and said, you better be who you say you are. Or you're in there.
3: <laughs> I hope you gave him a few notes from your song. I <laughs> took, you know, took the roof off the joint. Great story, that's great.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, who's got another one? Either friends or family's reaction.
4: To
1: the film. <laughs> well, I thought it was wonderful. I mean, my son, um, he was, I, I wanted my grandson to come and see me at the Royal Albert Hall because we were doing 40 years of Rocky Horror and one was presenting it. So I wanted Charlie, my grandson, to come and see his grandmama at the Albert Hall. I mean, I'm, you know, his granny standing on the stage presenting a film. You're at Royal Albert
4: Hall. They should come.
1: Well, the point is that Quinn said, uh, no, my son said, uh, no, mother, you know, because there's a 13-year-old thingy on it now or something. And I said... What the f- are you talking about, Quinn? You were on the set when you were five. You know how dare he? And he wouldn't. He didn't bring Charlie. I was furious. And anyway, Charlie. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. And Charlie then said to me a while later. He said to me, "Pat." I said, "Yeah." He said, "I've seen you." I said, "Sorry." <laughs> he said, Do you know what, Charlie. He said, <laughs> "That is so <laughs> funny. so funny."
4: Patty, Very you cool. mute, patty you should mute me for a second because I'm gonna call my wife and I'm gonna be extremely loud mm-hmm. no problem uh, ju- uh, jud-
3: don't, blame don't blame her
4: no problem uh yeah. okay just mute me
0: okay if you want when you want to come back on just was there wave your arms around or give us a thumbs up and we'll turn you back on okay those those will work too <laughs>
3: Nell, oh Nell, we
0: have a new we have a new panelist. What's that one's name?
3: This was Tallulah. Oh,
0: hello Tallulah, I thanks for like coming.
3: She's not so keen on me picking her up, but um,
0: you know, I have to force it on her sometimes. Oh, no, it is. So Nell, what, uh, do you have any friends or family reactions from uh, when they they saw the film?
3: Oh, they were absolutely thrilled to see me on the big screen, as you can imagine. No, they were just <laughs> absolutely proud as punch. I said, I think proud's the wrong word. I out and proud is good, but they were just thrilled. I got a gig up there, sequins, tap dancing, and unshockable parents, really, so there was nothing. I think seeing me in Jubilee, well, I I was with them when they saw me in Jubilee. I had a hat, and I suddenly threw it in the air at some moment when I was in bed with Adamant, a bit of a distraction. (laughs)
1: When's in Jubilee? Pardon? My son is in Jubilee. Is he? Yeah, who,
3: who does he play? Boy. Sorry, who does he play?
1: He plays a little boy who finds a, a kind of stone or something, a precious stone at the end or something.
3: Oh,
1: it's Quinn. Yeah, fun. his I father, know. Don Hawkins, was a producer, one of the producers on Jubilee. Mm-hmm.
2: There you go, Barry. Was uh, My kids, who were teenagers at the time, hadn't seen it, but all of their friends had seen it. And so finally their friends took them to see it, and uh, they have never talked to me about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i actually thinking about that. I, I didn't have anyone who saw it. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't see it with you. Me? I don't know if my mother ever saw it. I don't know when it came to Belfast. I mean, there's a massive Rocky Horror following in Northern Ireland, you know, because it goes to the opera house, that the stage show, and everything. But yeah. I'm looking back at
3: the time. I mean, I went, I saw the film with you in Leicester Square. Do
1: you remember? Yeah. The I,
3: by the way, I didn't see it with my parents. They would have seen it in Australia, and I was in London at the time.
1: Yeah, nobody mentioned it at the mm. time. I mean, come on, it was a sleeper for two years, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's lived. On. so Louise thank you great question here's one from Samantha what is
4: I I don't know it's happening. I don't know if there's any better
1: it's worse
4: well it we, well we can
0: hear you that's the important thing yeah
1: you you're coming okay that's better. Yeah, that's yes. that's better A bit better all right
4: I think it's worse I think you're right okay no, no. going away again sorry guys
3: oh, don't worry
0: darling. No, no no worries boss I maybe mean, we, we can hear you as long as you hear us uh, I, th- I think we're okay
4: okay you want me to just stay here and talk okay.
0: Yeah, please. We would love love you. I mean, if you're if you're if you're that uncomfortable, I'm not going to hold you to it. But uh, you know, like I said, we can hear you. The audience can hear you. So no, then.
4: I'm going to talk and walk.
0: Okay, we can do that too. So this question on the table is from Samantha, and she would like to know what was the hardest challenge you have ever faced What's in filming, reason? and you may draw from uh, any part of your career.
2: I once uh, was in a TV movie where I played a fighter pilot. It was called Red Flag and was based on a real story that happened at uh, Air Force training where, where American people planes were fighting uh, Russian planes in these games. Yeah. And uh, I. there was one scene where I had to walk out onto the tarmac, get into my jet, and I had dialogue on the ground and getting into the jet, but I had to time it with two jets taking off right behind me on the and, and so uh, and, and they told me before we did the scene that if i screwed up it would cost them about ten thousand dollars every time the jets had to go up turn around and then come back down again oh wow i was petrified because Of of the challenges of having to the
1: pressure the pressure
2: of having jet planes behind you taking off just as you said a particular line yes that's 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 nice I
0: I thought you were gonna say just getting into the cockpit of a fighter plane because at your heights that couldn't have been an easy thing.
2: No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I won and I also once played a, a captain of a uh, of a submarine in World War II. And I realized oh. once we got there that I realized why people in submarines you, there was a height limit. You had you couldn't be over six feet tall and be a person in a submarine. I was six four, and I kept on hitting my head on the oh. on the uh, top of the submarine. <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah. I can't,
2: the, I can't remember the film, but the hardest challenge
4: I ever had was I. Dan, they were Danny Aykroyd had been cast in this film, and he decided he didn't want to do it, and so they hired me, and they wanted me to be Danny Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. I can't be Danny Aykroyd. How funny. I can be Meatloaf. I can not. I, but I don't play Meatloaf. I could be whatever that character was, but I'm not going to be Danny Aykroyd. He has a whole different thing. Yeah. Than me. That's the hardest challenge I ever had.
3: Playing Danny Aykroyd as somebody else.
4: <laughs> yeah, playing me long playing Danny Aykroyd as Frank. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I had a bad time In uh, Hawker Slayer um, The opening scene I was in uh, it was like In the back lot Somewhere in Black Park Or somewhere near Elstree And I was Tied up to a tree And I was blind I had uh, The blind thing Was a blind uh, Piece of leather Over my eyes So I had yes. this Over my eyes I had these rags on And uh, tons of bones And things hanging From me I was this old It was called Actually my title My name on the film Was uh, It began it just said "old woman." that's was who I was. That was the name of my character. And then they stopped that to "woman." <laughs> so I was a woman and I said, oh, "Well, that's her. That's good." Anyway, so I was hanging by uh, up on this tree, and and they had a bonfire under me. And Warren Clark, the actor, was saying, "Burn the hag, burn her." So they're going to set fire to me. And <sighs> Pouring rain all day, and I'm hanging there with this blindfold on, and ugh, I and you know I just wish they would burn me. I <laughs> on a horse and went ping with an arrow and shot down the ropes, and I was free. And I went home and I thought, I'm going to die if I stay in this movie. <laughs> well, I'm
0: glad you did because, again, I adore that film and we've I spoken about it you before. Too. You Thank you me. said that that's your favourite, your son's favourite movies that you've done. So,
1: Well, no, he's he a little boy. He was quite
3: proud of that,
0: yeah. And, Nell, how about you? What was the biggest challenge?
3: I suppose, it. well, it was just a moment. It wasn't so much a challenge because my role was so small, but I was in the killing fields and... We were doing a scene. I was playing a journalist and there was a bunch of us. We were in Thailand pretending oh, to be yeah. wrong, in Vietnam. And they had, you know, well, they weren't Black Hawks in those days, but those army helicopters. The Hueys. The guys leaning out with machine guns pointed at you. And they were just above us. And we had to be getting ready to leave the Saigon American Embassy off the roof. And it was like the real thing. It's it's funny, but if you've got a helicopter an army helicopter so close to you, the noise of the helicopter, yeah. guys pointing machine guns and rifles at you, and it, they I mean there were that was just to protect the Americans, <clears throat> but it was terrifying. Yes. I get a it little was, bit of
4: fun. It was supposed to have been the real thing now.
3: Yeah, I know. Well I, I think I got I got into my role. Yes, darling. What the What the Helicopters again! A
1: wonderful
0: movie. It's brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely. And Samantha, thank you. That was a wonderful question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ladies and gentlemen, any final words for our audience before we go backstage?
4: Well, no, but I have one word for you. Can you leave the four of us on a screen for just a second? Without sure. anybody else listening, so I can talk to the four of them.
0: Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we, we might well do that backstage. I think so. Okay. I think can't do it all around here, but we can okay, we can try we that backstage that for you. We did that backstage before. Yes, please. Yes, indeed indeed done. So Thanks for
1: fun.
3: tuning in, everybody. I
1: yes, thank you very much. It's been great. Be wonderful. Yes,
4: thank you, yeah, nice. Nice. Thank you, always. And always, you who asked the questions.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you to everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Pat, Barry, Meet, yeah. uh, Nell, thank you again for joining us uh, here at the Galaxy GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us. And as Meat said, thank you for those wonderful questions. And
3: hi to my friend Doug, and hi to Tony, my two darlings <laughs> Doug and Tony, very Italian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, uh,
4: until then
0: until then everyone bye bye take care and please keep washing those hands